Hello, and welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has an all-new format for snake drafts, Battle Royale. I'll give you the full rundown on this awesome new game type later in the show. In the meantime, download the Underdog Fantasy app and get ready to play. The Most Accurate Podcast is also proud to be presented by Prediction Strike, the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. Head to predictionstrike.com or download the app for more info, and I'll give you another update on this awesome new format later in the show. Today's intro song was Everywhere by Michelle Branch off her 2001 album The Spirit Room. Spending more time at home this year during the pandemic prompted me to revisit some things from my past, particularly early 2000s music and a show I loved in high school, Scrubs. These two things collided on the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast, which I highly recommend for fans of the show Scrubs, because the stars of the show, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, are embarking on a rewatch of the entire series. On several of those episodes, Braff has discussed how Michelle Branch is on his running and workout playlist. I was listening to an episode of the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast on my run Monday morning, and, well, Everywhere by Michelle Branch has been stuck in my head ever since, so now I hope it's stuck in yours, bringing back some wonderful early 2000s memories. Anyway, Week 10 was a pretty clean one in terms of injuries, with a few notable exceptions. However, that didn't stop the waiver wire from filling up with players in need of a roster spot on your team. As usual, I will highlight several of the top options at each position in the coming minutes, but first, the news. Saints quarterback Drew Brees suffered multiple rib fractures and a collapsed lung against the 49ers on Sunday and is listed as week-to-week. Jameis Winston will step in as the starter while Brees recovers. I didn't have Winston as one of the top pickups this week at quarterback, um, but I think he's in a decent matchup as he gets a full week of starters reps and will be playing a Falcons defense that has been beaten previously by quarterbacks but was starting to play better of late. I think Winston is definitely an add this week, but we're probably in more of a wait-and-see situation with Winston where we want to see how exactly he thrives in this Saints offense. Remember, it's a different system from the one he threw for over 5,000 yards with last year. But we know Winston is a capable quarterback, uh, at least for fantasy purposes. You know, the, the turnovers, maybe not so much for real football. But grab Winston and let's wait and see how he looks this week before making uh, bigger, bigger determinations for the long term. Bills wide receiver John Brown tweaked his ankle against the Cardinals, but the full extent of the injury hasn't been determined yet. I'll give you more on his replacement later in the show. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold will be held out of the team's Week 11 game against the Chargers with a shoulder injury. This is good news for Brashad Perriman, who has shown a solid connection with backup Joe Flacco. Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater has a mild MCL sprain after a low hit on Sunday and is considered day-to-day. If he progresses well throughout the week, he should start against the Lions. Speaking of the Panthers, star running back Christian McCaffrey is unlikely to play in Week 11 with a shoulder injury, the same one that kept him out of Week 10. The team is preparing for a, quote, multi-week absence per Adam Schefter of ESPN. This keeps Mike Davis, Christian McCaffrey's backup, as a low-end RB1 in fantasy until Run-CMC returns to action. And lastly, 49ers running back Jamichael Hasty suffered a broken collarbone against the Saints. This pretty much ends Hasty's fantasy season, so he can be safely dropped in all formats. Jarek McKinnon has been the lead back for a while now, and Raheem Mostert looks to return from injured reserve in the coming weeks. Alright, a quick reminder before we dive in, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on a $100 season-long budget. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to lowest priority, and of course, you can get the full list of options at 444.com, where the full column, the waiver wire watch, is posted every week. 
That article uh, is written by me and edited by John Paulson, so you get two minds for the price of one, and it is much, much more in-depth in terms of players to add and stash than the guys I'm going to give you here, so be sure to check that out. But now, here are my top quarterback ads of the week. Derek Carr of the Raiders, 37% rostered, $5 free agent budget spend. Phillip Rivers of the Colts, 22% rostered, $3 free agent budget spend. And Tua Tungavailoa for the Dolphins, 45% rostered, also a $3 free agent budget spend. Derek Carr has two-plus touchdown passes in every game, save three this season, but he's failed to hit even 200 passing yards in each of his last three games. Now, one of those games was the Wind Bowl against the Browns, and the other was this past week against the Broncos, where the Raiders ran for 203 yards and four touchdowns as they just manhandled Denver. Up next for Carr, though, is a dance with the Chiefs in Las Vegas. When Carr went to Arrowhead Stadium earlier this year, he threw for 347 yards and three touchdowns against the Chiefs' defense because, well, to beat Patrick Mahomes, which Derek Carr did, you need to put up a lot of points, and the best way to do that is with the passing game. This game should follow that script and be another shootout in a safe weather environment, which gives Carr a solid floor and high upside as a fantasy streamer. That's why he's the top option this week. Phillip Rivers really hasn't been great for fantasy this year, as he scored 16-plus points in just three games this season. The good news is, all three of those games have come in Rivers' last four outings, and up next is a date with the banged-up and beatable Packers secondary. The Packers were missing both of their starting cornerbacks against the Jaguars this last week, and it's unclear whether they'll be healthy for Sunday. Now, don't let Green Bay's fantasy points against numbers fool you. Their last three quarterback matchups were Nick Mullins, on a short week with numerous COVID absences, Kirk Cousins, when Dalvin Cook racked up over 200 total yards and four touchdowns, and rookie Jake Luton in a windy, cold Lambeau Field game this past Sunday. Rivers will be indoors, at home, with close to a full complement of his weapons, and I think he's in a really good spot to put up solid numbers against the Packers' defense. Tua consistently found himself on a short field thanks to his defense and special teams, so we can forgive his low yardage total of 169 yards against the Chargers. However, Tua has really looked the part of a starting quarterback and has thrown two touchdowns in each of his last two games while also keeping a clean sheet in the turnover department. The Raiders just hung 37 points on the Broncos, Tua's Week 11 opponent, and even though they did most of their damage on the ground, I like Tua's upside and potential in this match. Uh, so I think Tua's a solid streaming option as well. If you don't feel as comfortable with the aging Phillip Rivers, you can go for the younger, flashier option in Tua with the Dolphins. All right, we all love snake drafts, we all love big prizes, but we don't all love big entry fees or multi-week contests. So Underdog Fantasy just released an all-new format for their snake drafts. It's called Battle Royale. In Battle Royale, you draft a one-week team like you normally would, but instead of only competing against the other teams in your specific draft, you compete with teams from other drafts. This way, they pull together the prizes so they can offer big tournament-style payouts while keeping the live snake draft format. If you think this is your week and you can draft the best team, you have to try Battle Royale. It offers the big upside a normal snake draft cannot, with prizes that used to be only attainable in season-long or salary cap tournaments. The first Battle Royale is already up in the Underdog app and website. It's $5 to enter, has a $25,000 prize pool, and pays out $4,000 to first place. So head to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app to get in the action today. All right, moving on, here are several of the top running backs to target this week. Wayne Gallman with the Giants, 50% rostered, $20 free agent spend. Neheim Hines for the Colts, 40% rostered, $20 free agent spend. Damian Harris for the Patriots, 58% rostered, $20 free agent spend. Kalen Balaj for the Chargers, 19% rostered, $10 free agent spend. 
and Salvin Ahmed and Matt Breda for the Dolphins, 5% and 23% rostered, and a $10 free agent spend. A quick note before jumping in on those similar free agent spends for budget consideration, you need to take into account when you're listening to these also your league type, because a player like Damian Harris isn't getting much action in the passing game, so his $20 might be not might not be justified in your PPR or half PPR league, but in standard leagues, that is absolutely what you want to uh, pay for him because of his volume and usage near the end zone. So make sure to you know not always take these things as gospel and consider them in conjunction with your league size, your league scoring, and other things of that nature. Moving on. Gallman handled 19 touches in the Giants' win over the Eagles, and despite turning those touches into just 60 yards, he found the end zone twice, cementing an excellent fantasy day. He's now seen 15-plus touches in three of his last four games, scoring in every single one of those. Devonta Freeman landed on injured reserve this week and will miss at least three games, giving Gallman some more volume-based upside moving forward. Now, his floor isn't the greatest if he doesn't find the end zone, but the Giants have been using him very, very frequently near the goal line, so that doesn't feel like as much of a concern as it would be otherwise. So I think Gallman is easily startable in Week 12, coming out of the Giants' Week 11 bye. Neheim Hines saw a season-high 17 touches on Thursday against the Titans, amassing 115 total yards and scoring twice. He also saw 15% of Phillip Rivers' targets, catching five of the six that came his way. The big note for Hines, though, was his jump in playing time, as he played on a season-high 56% of the team's snaps, representing the first time he'd played more than 35% of the snaps since Week 1. Now, I get it, there are trust issues with this Colts backfield. You've got all the hype around Jonathan Taylor and his disappointing uh, performances. You've got Jordan Wilkins, who's now seen his carries dip in three straight weeks. And now here's Hines, so what do we do? It's really tough to say, and I don't have a direct answer. But reading the tea leaves and seeing this recent Hines performance, it stands to reason that they might turn over more of this backfield to him. He's a better dual threat. He's got a little more burst than those other guys. And that might be just the juice they need if they get into a shootout with the Packers on Sunday. That's why I really like Hines as one of the top ads this week. And as for Harris, I mentioned this a little bit. While he's a zero in the passing game, he's really been putting up some notable stat lines the last few weeks. He's gone for 16 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown, 14 carries for 71 yards, and then most recently, 22 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. Now, that's accounted for 65% of the backfield carries. Obviously, Rex Burkhead's mixed in a little bit, and James White's mixed in a little bit, but especially in standard leagues, Harris offers a very, very reasonable floor. PPR leagues, a little less so. He's maybe a, a deeper flex play if you need him. But he's putting up consistent numbers, so I think he's a solid add this week. Kalen Balaj must have impressed the coaches last week as he was the featured back on Sunday, even with Troy Main Pope active again. Balaj saw 23 touches, including five receptions on six targets, though he was unable to find the end zone despite piling up over 100 total yards. As long as Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler remain out, it looks like Balaj might be the guy in the, San in the Los Angeles backfield. Wow, whoops, almost had a blast from the past there. No longer in San Diego. Sorry, San Diego fans. Balaj's long-term shelf life makes him a little bit less of a priority than the other backs, though, so take that into account when you're putting in your free agent budget on him. All right, and as for the Dolphins' backs, uh, Salvin Ahmed played really well on Sunday. He was the next man up with Breda out and the team now even releasing Jordan Howard. Uh, Ahmed ran the ball 21 times for 85 yards and a touchdown, adding in one catch as well. So while the volume is there for him now, if Breda returns next week, or Miles Gaskin comes back in a couple weeks, as he's uh, rumored to be looking on track for, Ahmed's probably going to see his stock fall precipitously. But he's still a good add this week, as he might have you know a nice one-week spot start where he could put up really, really solid RB2 numbers for you. 
Alright, before diving into the top wide receivers for Week 11, I have to take a minute to tell you about Prediction Strike. As I mentioned at the start of the show, it's the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. This is a new twist on the fantasy sports game where you can create a portfolio of your favorite athletes to get you closer to your favorite games in a whole new way. The setup is simple. You create an account at PredictionStrike.com, deposit some funds, and then buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players. You can trade these shares at any time as long as the player isn't currently a game. And the reason why you may want to trade those shares is because the value of these fictional shares of real-life players changes based on the player's performance in the games. So, for instance, had you been a believer in Josh Allen all season, as TJ Hernandez and I were heading into the 2020 season, you could be watching your shares of Buffalo's quarterback skyrocket as he puts himself in the MVP conversation this season. I'm just dipping my toes in the water, but this seems like a very fun new spin on the fantasy game if you're looking for something to mix it up the rest of the way uh, throughout this NFL season. So get started today by visiting predictionstrike.com and sign up with the code TMAP to get an additional $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more. And be sure to download the Prediction Strike app in the Apple App Store. All right, moving on to wide receivers, here's how my top recommendations go for Week 11. Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts, 9% rostered, $15 free agent spend. Sterling Shepard for the Giants, 50% rostered, $15 free agent spend. Jacoby Myers for the Patriots, 48% rostered, $12 free agent spend. Jalen Ragor for the Eagles, 26% rostered, $10 free agent spend. And Cole Beasley for the Bills, 50% rostered, $10 free agent spend. Pittman Jr. has seen 7 and 8 targets over the last two weeks, which adds up to about an 18% share in that span. He's cashed in on those opportunities on Thursday against the Titans, catching seven of his eight targets for 101 yards. The Colts passing attack, much like the backfield, has been a bit frustrating this year, but Pittman kind of fits the mold of what they needed, especially with Rivers in his current age state, as a big-bodied receiver who's really good after the catch. I think Pittman's a solid addition and start this week against the Packers' secondary. I'm going to have to keep talking about Sterling Shepard until more of you guys pick him up in your leagues, as he's recorded six-plus catches in every game since returning from injury, with a 30 yards being his low output. He hasn't exactly lit the scoreboard up yet, but he's reliably producing in PPR and seeing solid volume. A, a blow-up game might be coming very soon for Sterling Shepard, so get him this week as he's heading into his bye, maybe for even less of the free agent budget spend than I recommended, and hope that he hits it big in the coming weeks afterwards. So it was a rainy, windy game uh, on Sunday night, which kind of kept Jacoby Myers from hitting his normal target share, which had been massive the last few weeks. But he still did catch five of his seven passes uh, coming his way for 59 yards and threw a touchdown to Rex Burkhead. Myers is dominating the Patriots' target share, even though this isn't the most pass-happy of offenses. I think he's still a really solid wide receiver three or flex play moving forward. Jalen Rager has been a regular feature in this column as well. And again, more people need to be adding him. Uh, he's played only in two games since returning from an injury and already owns a 20% target share. And while his stat lines haven't been eye-opening, he just caught three passes for 16 yards and a touchdown in his first game and four for 47 with no touchdowns in his second, that 20% target share is very encouraging. Much like with Shepard, a big blow-up game could be coming for Ragor, so you want to grab him now before that hits and his price coming off the waiver wire either in priority or free agent spend goes up. And lastly, as for Cole Beasley... His production dipped over the last few weeks once John Brown returned, but Brown tweaked his knee over the weekend against the Cardinals, and Beasley put up huge numbers with Brown uh, taking some time on the sideline there. 
Uh, Beasley finished with 11 catches for 109 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets. If Brown ends up missing time, which seems might be likely, they're determining the status of his knee injury this week, Beasley will be a really solid start in PPR formats. The Bills are entering their bye, though, so there's no need to race out and drop a ton of money or priority on Beasley. Still, I think he's a good guy to add now in case coming out of the bye, Brown might miss some more time. All right, wrapping things up, as usual, only a couple options at tight end. This week we have Logan Thomas for the football team, 35% rostered, $12 free agent spend, and Jordan Reed of the 49ers, 19% rostered, $5 free agent spend. So there was volume for everyone on the football team against the Lions as Alex Smith threw 55 passes, uh, with just shy of 11% of those six targets going to Logan Thomas. Over the last four weeks, Thomas has averaged five targets per game and crossed 40 receiving yards three times. Now, those aren't amazing numbers, but for tight ends in 2020, they'll do. You could do much, much worse at the position than Thomas, and if he continues to build a rapport with Alex Smith, that could only mean better things in the future. As for Jordan Reed, now that he was healthier again, remember he was banged up in that Thursday night game against the Packers, Reed ended up playing really well against the Saints, catching five of his six targets for 62 yards, including a really impressive one-handed catch. You should find the highlight of that if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Reed kind of forced uh, Ross Dwelly, who I mentioned in this podcast in the past, to the side, and uh, that resulting volume switching from Dwelly to mostly just Reed puts Reed as a solid streaming option. Uh, the 49ers are heading into their bye as well, but for those hurting at tight end, you might want to stash Reed now because once he comes out of that bye, he should be even healthier and could potentially inherit even more of George Kittle's workload that has been left on the side while Kittle's on injured reserve. All right, before wrapping things up, let me just run through the entire list of recommended ads again. And as a reminder, if all these players are somehow gone in your league or they don't quite fit what you need or you miss out on them, head to 444.com and check out the waiver wire watch where there are far, far more players mentioned that you can look to and add uh, to help get you into the fantasy postseason. But here we go. One more time, here are the recommendations for week 11. At quarterback, Derek Carr for the Raiders, Phillip Rivers for the Colts, and Tua Tunga-Vailoa for the Dolphins. At running back, Wayne Gallman for the Giants, Neheim Hines for the Colts, Damian Harris for the Patriots, Kalen Balaj for the Chargers, and Salvin Ahmed and Matt Breda for the Dolphins. At wide receiver, we have Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts, Sterling Shepard for the Giants, Jacoby Myers for the Patriots, Jalen Ragar for the Eagles, and Cole Beasley for the Bills. And rounding out the list, we have Logan Thomas for the football team at tight end, along with Jordan Reed of the 49ers. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week. Don't forget, as I said, to read the full article. You can tweet me questions at Alex Gelhar on Twitter. And most importantly, rate, review, subscribe, download, like, share this podcast. We really, really, really appreciate it. And support like that from you guys helps us continue putting out this show and improving its quality each and every week and each and every season. And, uh, you know, I don't really have much else to say other than good luck in week 11. The playoffs are approaching. And uh, every decision, pick up, start, sit is going to become even more and more magnified. So read as many 444 articles as you can find, listen to all our podcasts, and hit us up where appropriate for questions. Until next time. Cause every time I look, you're...